want to wish everybody here a very Merry Christmas. I also want to express my sincere thanks for all of the prayers and, and kind messages and gestures that so many of you gave to me. Uh, my surgery on December 8th. It's hard to believe after major spinal surgery I am here preaching. I don't know how effective I'll be talking to both sides of the church, but I'm going to try my best. One thing I did want to share, even though when I was not, I was kind of out of it, uh, taking, you know, coming out of anesthesia, uh, the first thing that I talked about supposedly was Baby Yoda. <laughs> I don't have that on film. Supposedly I did. Now, I know we talked about Baby Yoda last year. We're not talking about Baby Yoda this year because this year obviously is a lot different. 2020 did not go as any of us planned or any of us would have hoped. The pandemic, social unrest, hurricanes, election chaos all throughout the year. And I think it's carried over a lot into the holidays, not just all that we have endured. The holidays, for many people, are not going to go like expected. No big gatherings of the family, no travel. In fact, a lot of people may not be able to be with family. Some of your family friends can't come because they're in quarantine or have COVID. And so what I want to do is on this Christmas Day, look a little bit about how we have and how we ought to respond to this adversity, but I would say any adversity we encounter. It all makes me think of one of the great Christmas stories of all time, of a man who wanted to spend the holiday with his family, but things went awry unexpectedly. He had to abandon his plans, make quick decisions, and improvise in order to be able to make it through, to overcome the different hurdles. Even people who are threatening his life and the life of his family. But this man never got disappointed, never got discouraged, angry at God. He kept pressing on. He never lost hope. And he, even through it all, was able to keep his sense of humor. He trusted and overcame amazing odds, and at the end drew even closer to his family. Of course, say, Father, this story sounds familiar. And this is the man, the great New York cop John McClane from Die Hard. Thought y'all would think that's funny, but obviously not. You haven't seen the greatest Christmas movie. You should watch it. No, it's not John McClane. The story that I'm talking about is about St. Joseph. Think about the first Christmas and what he had to do as the head of the family. He was on the road. He was out for the census. He was not near his home. There were no friends, no family members. And she then is ready to give birth. And goes and finds out there's no room at the inn. What do I do? He had to adjust. He had to make a decision. And what does he end up doing? Giving Mary the place there in the stinky old stable. The Son of God, the Messiah, was born amongst a bunch of cows and sheep. And then he finds out that Herod is trying to kill his son. And he and his family have to flee as a result of this threat to Egypt. So you can see Joseph possibly thinking to himself, 
what is going on? What, what, what did I get myself into here? Why does this have to be so hard? It's going to be the Son of God. Shouldn't this be easy? Why do I have to face so many challenges? God, where are you in this? And you can imagine, because Joseph was human, that he was confused, tempted to discouragement or even bitterness, but he never lost hope. He never lost hope, and he never gave up. He accepted it as God's will in a prayerful manner and pressed on through to the end. And so with what we have all faced in 2020, what we're facing during these holidays and what we're going to face in the coming year and possibly the rest of our lives, how can we be like St. Joseph? How can we be like St. Joseph and respond positively to challenges, to adversity, when things do not go as planned in our lives? And so what I want to offer is something that I've never offered before. Four things, not three. Four things, as I sat in plenty, I had plenty of time to sit and meditate on this over the course of the past two weeks, laid up convalescing. Four things. First of all, Joseph's trusting obedience to God. Here the angel appeared to him and said, hey, Joseph, this is what's going on. This is what I need you to do. He didn't question. He was obedient to the Lord. First and foremost, he did what the angel asked. He didn't say, I need you to explain this to me. I don't understand this. I have my own rights. I don't have to do this. I want to do it my own way. He obeyed. He obeyed. Not blindly, but as the son of a loving father. This is a fundamental attitude for Christians. And it's one we don't talk about enough. Son, though he was, learned obedience through suffering. We need to learn that trusting obedience in God the Father. Second, expectant hope. Expectant hope. We have a lot of expectations of how we think the year should go, how our lives should go, how the holidays should go. But every time we have expectations, we're going to be disappointed. Expectations always lead to disappointment. Instead, we need to learn to be expectant. Have an attitude to say, even though things may not go as planned, God's not going to act in the way that maybe I thought he would. I'm not going to let that lead to disappointment and frustration. An expectant hope believes that the Lord is going to fulfill his promises. He's going to write straight, but with crooked lines. Joseph never lost that. Third, peaceful acceptance. We're not going to be able to understand the Lord's ways. Why does he allow this to happen? Why does he permit this? I got no idea. I got no idea. And I, a long time ago, gave up trying to figure it out because I understood that trying to figure it out is just another way of getting control. If I can figure out why the Lord allows this, why this happened, then I have a sense of control. But instead, Joseph didn't do that. He accepted it the present moment as trashy as it may have seemed and unpleasant and confusing as God's will. He took ownership. He said, this is what I got to work with. I'm going to make do with what I have. And surely, Mary, who was pretty good at accepting God's will and that peaceful acceptance, taught him along the way. But most importantly, 
most important thing Joseph had and we ought to have is joyful gratitude. Yeah, we're going to be obedient. We're going to accept what we cannot change and have some serenity about it. But don't do it begrudgingly, but joyfully. Wow, I have been chosen to live during this period of time and to give thanks for it. But more importantly, to give thanks for what we do have. Talked about that a few weeks ago. Don't focus on the scarcity, what we don't have, or the way the things that have gone wrong the way that we wish these people would have acted or what Christmas would have been like, but to focus on the abundance, the blessings and gifts that we do have. Joseph could have sat there and said, this stinks like cow poo. I'm in the middle of nowhere. No one's going on. I need to miss the gift of the Messiah right there. And the fact that he was chosen to be the father foster of Jesus and the husband of Mary, how thankful do you think he could have been? Focusing on that rather than what's missing is the key for perseverance. So as a lot of you may know, as part of what I woke up to after my surgery, that Pope Francis declared this the year of St. Joseph. Of course, it's kind of double year of St. Joseph. Our bishop did it uh, last year uh, for this year. And I think it's perfect for the patron saint for these trying and difficult times. I encourage you Go online, it's not very long, and read the letter that Pope Francis wrote. It's called Patris Corde, the heart of the Father. And as I was reading it, during the course of my break, one thing jumped out that sums it all up. It's the real basis of the words that I tried to share today, and Pope Francis puts it much better than I do. So I'll wrap up with this. Pope Francis says, Often in life, things happen whose meaning we do not understand. First reaction is frequently one of disappointment and rebellion. Joseph set aside his own ideas in order to accept the course of events and, mysterious as they seemed, to embrace them, take responsibility for them, and make them part of his own history. Unless we are reconciled with our own history, we will be unable to take a single step forward, for we will always remain hostage to our expectations and the disappointments that follow. The spiritual path that Joseph traces for us is not one that explains but accepts. Only as a result of this acceptance, this reconciliation, can we begin to glimpse a broader history, a deeper meaning. St. Joseph, this Christmas season and beyond, through his intercession, may our hearts be like his, filled with trusting obedience, expectant hope, peaceful acceptance, and joyful gratitude. Amen.